You are listening to Hashtag Breaking the Myth by Psych Began Network Nepal. We are a non-profit organization based out of Nepal that serves to advocate for mental health awareness. Through this podcast, we wish to break certain misconceptions that might surround the idea of mental health and its care and hope to break some popular myths we often see in media. If you like this episode, share it with your friends or anyone else who might appreciate it. Hello, good morning, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this. Uh, welcome back to Hashtag Breaking the Myth podcast. This week's episode, we solve the mysteries of psychology. So you are here with your hosts with the most. My name is Ash. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from Furman University, South Carolina. So I know a little bit about mental health. I've been passionate about it for um, quite a few years. I have a background in, as an undergrad, I did research in body image, childhood psychology. Um, So I'm very interested in learning how we develop and grow as people. And um, I've lived in India as well as the United States. I also spent some time in Germany. So I'm very interested in how identities, uh, our identities are shaped by uh, who we are and uh, yeah, who we are as people. So that's a little bit about me. Um, Kripadi, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi everyone. This is Kripa again <laughs> with Aisharya. So I'm Kripa Sigdal. Uh, I'm working as an academician and mental health counselor in Nepal. Uh, I am teaching uh, psychology in university campus and then I'm working as mental health counselor from the organization called Psych Began Network Nepal. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's the that's the organization that sponsors this podcast. That's Psych Began Network Nepal. We are on social media everywhere. If you are listening to this podcast, you probably already follow us. If you don't, we're on Instagram, we are on Facebook, and uh, this podcast is available on uh, Spotify, YouTube, and soundcloud so everybody we uh kind of came up with this uh with this topic uh, especially talking about psychology because we wanted to break the myths around what people think about psychology as a subject so not only to study but yeah what do we study in psychology like why what is this discipline because i think there's still a lot of confusion in the world about the importance of the subject and like what even we study do you have a simple explanation for people what psychology is uh, so it is a scientific subject which studies about how our mental processes work uh, it studies about how our um, brain functions uh, basically if we have to define it it is the scientific study of uh, our mental processes and human behavior so how a person feels things and behaves is studied through psychology exactly it's literally the study of human behavior so how do we behave and interact with each other in society and another important part of this it is a scientific discipline so a funny story i guess is when i was initially studying psychology in university when i would come back home and my relatives would come up to me and they would ask me to read their hand they would give exactly. me their hand and be like can you tell me my my future and mm-hmm. you know psychology is not as much as i love astrology psychology is not astrology so studying human behavior yes can sometimes mean that you can predict that behavior by studying it 
But the most important part is that it's scientific. So we actually do use data in a lot of our studies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can relate to that, Ashura, because people used to come and, and then say, what am I thinking? If you can say, what am I thinking by looking my face, then you are a psychologist. People used to tell those kind of things initially. So yes, we are not mind readers. We are not face readers. We are not hand readers. We are not astrologists. Uh, we use certain data. We use certain techniques and tools to observe, to, to get the idea that what a person is thinking. Uh, it basically, the analogy is like, I mean, we going to doctor, right? I mean, whenever we enter the room, doctor is not going to say you have this cancer, you have this ulcer, you have this certain problem. They have to go through certain processes of testing through different kind of technology. So we use the same. We use various uh, tools, various assessment tools. And then we also use our observation quality or skill. And then we do see what's happening, or why the people behaving the way they do, or why, or why the people thinking the way they do so we, we use certain scientific data and then on that basis then we make prediction so that is how it works it does not work by just looking at the face or just by looking at hands like you said yeah i mean i wish i could look at a person and predict what they were thinking that's a superpower i want um exactly. uh, that psychology has not fulfilled it has not <laughs> it has not given me the superpower to read minds but it equips us with this quality of observation so obviously the people who are interested in psychology or people who study psychology for a long time they are good observant so they can observe people and see or predict at least but yes we don't have superpower exactly and that's such an important point you bring up about observation is I think I get stuck in my mind so much because I'm, I've become such an observer because that's, you know, that's what you're taught within psychology is to observe and try to observe objectively. So when you look at somebody's behavior, um, to give a real life example, I guess what I've learned from psychology is uh, if, I'm, if I'm meeting someone, uh, you know, just on the street or someone, you know, is rude to me or someone says something mean to me, I uh, will automatically not assume that it's my fault because I know that the other person probably has things going on internally, you know, in their life or they might ha be having a bad day. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's that kind of objective quality to observing other people's actions in your everyday life that psychology does teach you in its discipline. True, true, very true. Even when people ask me what psychology gave back to you, I think being non-judgmental, that is the one essential quality that psychology gave it to me. So like you say, we become non-judgmental and we see different contexts whenever we justify certain behavior, whenever we explain certain behavior. So yes, looking objectively is one major skill that psychology teaches you. So what got you interested beyond obviously all the great things that we are learning and we want to share, what got you interested in psychology initially? That's, that's a very tricky question because I myself do not know how this started, uh, but I didn't know anything about psychology back in my high school because we do not talk about psychology or mental health and we did not talk about psychology and mental health then as well. So I have no, I, I had no idea that there's a subject called psychology, but in my gap year after high school, I made 
few people uh, who were interested in psychology and I was always interested in Sherlock Holmes and you know how Sherlock Holmes is. I was always interested in observing people and then trying to be curious about something or the causes or reasons behind any kind of behavior. And then, then I realized, okay, this is my subject. This can be my subject. So this internal interest or internal key nature of being curious uh, and my internal interest to learn more about observation and my interest of working with people because I always wanted to be counselor back in my high school when I knew that there is a field called counseling. So I think that all revolved around uh, to justify my interest of coming to this field, psychology. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's such a interesting quality. And I feel like a lot of the people who study psychology is we want to understand other people. We want to understand what motivates people. And I think for me, it's it, a similar story. Just by virtue of being a little younger to you, I think by the time I was in high school, um, psychology was, and, you know, disclaimer, definitely, I was, I was in New Delhi, which is a big city. So I think that really matters, um, at least in the education system here, if you are uh, have access to a bigger city. You, um, hopefully, I think this subject is now being taught in smaller cities as well. Um, I was able to take it in uh, 11th and 12th grade in high school, and I had such a wonderful teacher. I'm, I'm friends with my psychology teacher still um, because of how incredible, and she was pretty young too, so like it was, you know, it's still growing. Um, so I took psychology mostly because I didn't understand myself a lot of the times, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, for me, to understand why did I do that? Like, why did I do this to this person? Why did I choose to do it this way? I was just kind of some somebody who's very easygoing and uh, used to not think so much about how I'm affecting other people and how they're affecting me in our everyday actions. So I think that's what really got me interested and um, definitely like trying to solve the mystery of how people's minds work. And <laughs> what I really learned is um, there's so many different ways in which a person's mind works. So I think if you are someone who loves math, you probably will do well, but there's no definite answer in psychology. Would you say that? Yeah, I I completely, I mean, second that I should because we don't have definitive answer because we think everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Everyone is, I mean, single individual. So we need to dig into the context they are in. We need to dig into the social structure they are in or maybe upbringing they, they had or so many other reasons. So we cannot give a definitive answer towards, to, towards any behavior. And I was so interested to understand your reasoning behind studying psychology. That is very, very nice, Ashura. So do you understand yourself better now after studying psychology yes i do 100 percent. so it's study of psychology and therapy combined so both of those paths have helped me understand my motivations better like we were talking about psychology is definitely very scientific but by understanding the different multiple ways in which uh people are shaped right a lot to do with your childhood definitely so how you were raised who were the main forces in your life teaching you things where are your learnings coming from as a human being right it's just x equals y and then building on top of that like some of the things that i've engaged in research with body image is something that i struggled with as a teenager a lot and i think a lot of girls do because of the culture we live in so it gave me the space to ask the questions I wanted to like why why do I have to think about my body as not being enough 
and why, for example, uh, I've always been very interested in language and you know, how we learn languages. And I actually learned German in university. So I'd never studied German before. I took four years of it. I lived in Germany for some time. And now I speak German and everybody's so confused how <laughs> I learned German at, at you know, such a late age. So um, just the fact that I grew up speaking uh, two languages, so English and Hindi, here in India and then just being exposed to other languages when I learned a language at 17 years old I picked it up immediately so just go kind of going off of understanding myself better it's been such an interesting journey because psychology gave me that platform to ask the questions that I wanted to about myself <laughs> and then you know and then the world true this is self-explanatory that how psychology works how psychology helps us to understand and demystify all these mysteries of our mind and of our behavior. What common myths do you know that surround psychology mm -hmm. in uh, Nepal? Like what, I know we kind of touched on this with the face reading and the palm reading, but what do you yeah. think people think about it in Nepal? Hmm. Definitely the first one is psychologists are face readers and mind readers. That is the biggest myth which we have to debunk and which I do in every class which I teach. The second is psychology. They consider psychology as the subject of common sense. We teach psychology as a part of art. Still we teach psychology as a part of humanities and art. So that is another big myth which is still existent because it is the subject of science and wanting to make it subject of science is a, a huge step which we are wanting to do and still people feel that it's a subject of common sense and the other thing is they consider like psychology is the subject just to understand about mental illness or just to treat mental illness they do not see beyond mental illness or beyond abnormal psychology but there are so many fields of psychology right there are so many fields starting from i mean industrial psychology to forensic psychology to sports psychology there are so many other fields as well but in nepal it is just considered as the subject to do counseling or to study about abnormalities or mental illness. Uh, yes, that is it. I, I mean, this pretty much defines uh, how psychology is taken and how uh, psychology is misunderstood in, in context of Nepal. Mm -hmm. How it is in India, Aisharya? I think it, the knowledge around psychology is uh, growing right now. I think just in my... I want to say in my generation. So the generations uh, before us, I think they still don't believe in psychology as being a real subject. A lot of the things that you said about Nepal do apply to India as well, just kind of seeing uh, psychology as sometimes not a real subject. So uh, because when, when you don't think about the concept of mental health, you don't think about the concept of your mind having health issues, you also don't think about the study that goes behind it. And also uh, thinking of uh, psychology is just like common advice, right? So like when people say to each other, oh, uh, we'll just, you know, I, I can give you therapy. You know, I can give you advice. True. I really hate that because I'm like, you're not a licensed professional. People go through training in how to be non-judgmental and how to be you know, open-minded and how to be a safe place for someone to work out their emotions you know, that's one of the things. And then also, as I was saying, not just in India, but also in my experience in the US, I feel like uh, my professors always treated psychology as a science, like everything was about data, 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 proof, 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 everything. When we write papers, we use citations, which means um, 
we use studies that have established certain evidence, you know, about uh, different psychological beliefs. So it's mm -hmm. always about data, but people still refuse to see it as a science. Uh, and I, uh, again, like it's really people like that get on my nerves because they you know, talk about psychology as again, like it's something that is a common knowledge, commonplace, and anybody can kind of figure it out. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, what the myths in India and Nepal look like. And I think for the most part, it's the belief that people don't think it's a real science or you know, psychology is just a regular counseling. So uh, what, what light would you have to shed on people who are still interested in psychology, right? Who still want to observe it as a career path? What would a career in psychology look like if they chose to study it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think psychology is a very, very diverse field. And I sometimes uh, compare this with potato. Like, it's potato goes with anything while we cook. It is something like that. We can, we can study psychology and we can, we can choose our career path as we like or as we are interested, interested in. For example, yeah. I am teaching. Uh, I am also doing research. So research is a career path for psychology. Uh, and another is if you are interested in talking to people, if you are interested in, uh, interested in helping people, then counseling is another. Clinical psychology is another. If you are also interested in human resource or leadership, to be in leadership position or working in, uh, in industrial setting, then industrial psychology can be another, another field. Likewise, there are so many other fields like sports psychology, forensic psychology, and then even it does not necessary to be psychology as well sometimes you can just study psychology get the skills of uh, skills of active listening or empathetic or non-judgmental attitude and all the other various aspects of psychology and use that as a as a as a skill in in as a pr as well as a public relation officer as well so psychology is very open uh, so people can um, use the skills skill set that on that they gained that they understood uh, through uh, understood and then use that subject in anywhere they would like. So I I like to say it's a, it's like potato. So you can use with anything and it is still testy. So you can use your skills in any career path you choose. Absolutely, and I think all the different kind of avenues that you highlighted, it just goes to say studying and learning about human behavior can help you in so many different aspects of life. So of course, you can make it your career path. You can be an academic like you are, you know, doing your PhD, um, doing research, or you can just go back out into the field. So if you're still interested in business, if you're still interested in you know, working for the government or doing policies and things like that, it, it informs you about the different ways in which people think and the different ways in which you can help them. So it's definitely uh, something for people who are empathetic, something for people who want to focus on working and helping society. And uh, you know, I'm definitely uh, in my early 20s still trying to figure out what that is going to look like for myself. So even speaking of myself as you know, a psychology student, also as someone who was interested in research, I think this variety of things I can do is actually a little confusing for me sometimes because I think that 
I never run out of things where I feel like I can apply my knowledge. So for example, I'm definitely really interested in media, which is why we're doing this podcast. I'm really interested in media. I'm really interested in storytelling and what stories do other people have to tell. And also I definitely in the future want to do something within policy formation. My understanding of seeing how people learn, seeing how people grow, the circumstances that uh, help shape a, an individual, right? Like the healthy circumstances, you get a really good understanding of that. And I think that kind of knowledge is uh, maybe not what is currently present in India. I don't think we we pay attention to well-being at all. But I think if we start to incorporate these things uh, in education, in policy, in so mental health and also NGO work, which we are doing already, it, it can really dramatically change lives. True. So you can use psychology anywhere and you can contribute from your side. So having psychology as a career path is uh, fulfilling and meaningful for you as a, as a person as well and for your professional career as well. I think that is what Ashura is trying to tell everyone. So let's just jump into this course, psychology. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, come along on the ride. And uh, just yeah. going off of what we're saying, it's for everybody. Why do you think, uh, you know, if someone does choose to become a psychologist, which I remember this number, uh, I Googled it a couple of years ago. I think in India at this time, there's only about 10,000 plus psychologists that are licensed. Mm -hmm. That is nothing for a population of like billions. So why, why do you think psychologists are important for any society? Why, what value do we bring? Unfortunately, in, cap in our capitalistic society, everything comes down to value. So what, what's that value added behavior that we're bringing to society? Yeah. I do not know. I might give a very biased answer because being a psychologist myself and studying psychology. This I is obviously all biased. It's all psychology exactly. propaganda. <laughs> yeah. I obviously see lots of value. It is adding to the society or the community I live in at least. Uh, but if it's if you ask me and if I have to be unbiased and say it objectively, like we are talking like we were talking before, that it it made us non-judgmental, it made us more empathetic. So that will be adding if more people started studying about psychology, more people started studying or understanding people from uh, from different lenses or from different perspectives. So it will add empathy to everyone. It will help people to understand each other. It will help people to be objective when, when understanding about someone else's behavior. And then it will make our, our community or our society less chaotic maybe because people will be understanding um, others' perception or understanding other point of view and then there will be less war obviously there will be less violence and then they, that will uh, that will add value or meaningful meaningfulness to our society so i i see society is less chaotic more loving people doing good for each other more and maybe better society if every one of us at least understand about uh, at least understand about human behavior how it functions and human mindset and how it works so um, people will be more emotionally intelligent maybe people will be more aware about whatever they are trying to do or maybe more uh, may more equipped with the, uh, this uh, skills of emotional intelligence so i see lots of value being added because of psychology mm -hmm. Definitely. It's important to zoom out and see who you are 
you know, in this, in this universe, uh, not to get too spiritual, but to be honest, as we exist as human beings in society, uh, sometimes our focus is so diverted from uh, what truly matters is, of course, being good to each other, being good to uh, our society, uh, you know, having strong communities that support each other. And that part about emotional intelligence is so important because when we understand our own emotions and how they form within us, why they form within us, we can just be better, uh, you know, in our work, in our school, in everything else that we do because we interact with human beings to do our work. So um, unless you're someone who just doesn't believe in being kind, <laughs> which I think everybody in some form wants to be kind to somebody else, maybe you just want to be kind to yourself, which we all forget to do. So I think mm -hmm. that basic knowledge will definitely be very helpful. And I think it holds true for uh, all kinds of social sciences. So studying about history, studying about sociology, studying about psychology. Um, I think uh, one thing that I really struggled with in my culture was uh, people don't like the humanities. People don't like anything that, uh, you know, study. And I think it has those uh, colonial, um, yeah. you know, like roots to it because uh, industrialization, our parents' generation grew up in industrialization. So they were told, get a good technical job and that will assure you a living wage, which I understand is important with the high levels of unemployment that we have. But at the end of the day, it's not all about career when it comes to your quality of life, right? True. It's not about career only because at the end, people have to be, like you said, people have to be kind to themselves. And this is taught by the social sciences. To put this in perspective is, uh, I don't think physics or chemistry will teach us to be kind or teach us to be empathetic, teach us to be non-judgmental and teach us to live, right? So you know, social sciences are very essential. Absolutely. And that's why I believe hopefully one day I would like to help formulate a holistic education. So, of course, the sciences are important to understand the material world around us. But how we function as a society and how we choose to interact with our material world is, uh, is through the social sciences, is through understanding our collective history, is through understanding how we interact with each other. And uh, to me, that's just so interesting because human beings are so complex, our minds are so complex, and we still don't know enough about the brain, even after all these imaging technologies that we have today. True. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so that's, I guess, uh, the end of our psychology propaganda <laughs> episode, but mostly us kind of sharing our insights on uh, mm -hmm. psychology, on why it has been meaningful to us I think we are not inviting people to study psychology, change their career path, and then focus on psychology only. We are just wanting everyone to understand that it matters. Psychology matters. Understanding people's behavior, understanding people's mindset matters. And it matters to you yourself. So please make sure you understand, you study or at least go through certain, uh, certain theoretical insights, certain perspectives of psychology. It will come handy. It will be helpful. Absolutely. And if you are just starting your journey uh, we're on the social medias uh, we do post a lot of information on our instagram page our facebook page so if you're just learning you want to interact you want to learn more about uh, 
just basic psychology initiatives because we do all of our programs for the regular public. And for our Nepali listeners, uh, we do sessions uh, in Nepali as well. We do sessions in English as well. So um, don't hold back. You know, we want you to be a part of uh, this love and light that we are trying to spread as well. So thank you for tuning into this episode and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.